What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, celebrating five years of Tag's. That's right. July is here. Like I said, episode 378. I hope you guys had a nice, fun-filled 4th of July holiday for those listeners here in the States. If not, I hope you're having fun across the pond. Shout out to all of our newly Australian listeners as I see you guys listening away. Love it. Anyways, hope everyone is doing great on this episode here in the States since we had a three-day weekend. I had some extra content that I thought would be fun to share with you guys. The first is when Cody, Lincoln, and I got together after they took Lincoln's class and we kept the audio rolling. We had enough content. Those of you who are on our Patreon community, we see you, we appreciate you. You would have already gotten this extra show content. Well, now it's time for the rest of you to get this. And we just kept the audio rolling and we had a lot to say because we were all in person. Afterwards, Uh, Lincoln, who always has a lot to say, and I recently recorded episode 375 a couple weeks ago, and just like that other episode, we had a lot to say, and we had more than we needed for episode 375, so we kept the audio going, and I'm giving you that extra content that we recorded, so exclusive content just for you. Stay tuned for both of these. There's a lot. We have all brand new shows coming up, including Tags Live this Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. And then back with the hosts all next week. So follow us on at tagspodcast.com. Follow us on social media at tagspodcast. And let's get into the first part of this two-parter where... Lincoln, Cody, and myself kept the audio rolling a couple weeks ago and listened to what we had to say. But anyways, let's get into another topic, and I go on record on saying that. There is a recent story that caught my attention that writes, let's not forget to break down stigma around men's mental health for Pride this month. Olivia Lawrence wrote this article that really got my attention. She wrote, I still remember the first time I heard those sharp words. I'm 24 now, but these words still managed to make me feel uneasy. Man up, grow some balls, and stop acting like a girl. All phrases thrown at me from ever since I could remember. The message was, you're a boy, so get on with it. Expressing emotions as a boy or a man, especially those considered as being more feminine, holds such negative connotations in our society. Men have historically been held to a certain standard, shaming us into hiding any type of emotionality that could be seen as a weakness. This is a really good article that I'll repost on Tag's podcast because... It really goes into depth, but I think as a gay man, many of us have not dealt with our growing up and our emotions. I can remember Mm -hmm. being called sissy, being called beaner, which is not related to that, but Mexican just stuff that I don't think I ever really dealt with until recent years. 
being called don't act so girlish. Then I thought I was over it and I got into acting in 1998, speaking of the year. And I, all my managers told and agents, butch it up practically they said yeah. and one agent even told me to he wanted me to get like a chin implant because he thought it would make my jawline stronger and that's crazy talk i think now so many of us gay men i don't think have really dealt with the trauma that has tormented us for years what are your thoughts on this when you hear this i totally agree i think that as far as that's concerned i think that we as a community probably should really address how that actually made us feel and what we need to do to act, come to terms with that. I think that, and I really don't think, <laughs> um, I think that there's so much more available to us when we're being vulnerable and when we're actually Get it out. <laughs> Being in touch with our feminine side, really. Yeah. So I think that there's so, like, all those terms really don't hit home with me. And I really have let go of a huge part of that. But like you said, it still affects me today. The fact that it says, uh, people say, be a man. I think that, uh, that I'm entrapped in that whole masculinity thing as well. So I have more work to do, but I, uh, but I agree that I think that we need to let go of a lot. But of you were such a leader in it because when I was just in LA and former guest on our show, Sebastian Lacaz mm -hmm. said, hello, darling, oh. which he was quoting you on that. how you start tags live every week. And yeah. you, give me inspiration every time you do that and it's just like i look f forward to hearing hello Thank darling you. and to hear a guest former guest and listener quote you gives me live which Thank is you. really expressing your feminine just expressing yourself look i'm a blouse all day okay <laughs> 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 so i have really leaned into being authentic to who i am and I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. So uh, you learn how to balance you, the duality in your nature. So I think that, that as soon as you learn where you're comfortable being, then it becomes that much more easy to actually lean into that. What do you think about trauma, past trauma, Lincoln, that we all may or may not hold? Well, I find this fascinating because I don't like the feminine or the... Um, man up accusation when what the person's really trying to say is be an adult oh be an adult that's not about being a man or a woman uh, it's just be an adult i don't think that's what they mean though but it, it really uh, to me it really is to me it's, i think it's gender specific like take responsibility well this is i'm getting there um okay this is why this has always bothered me because saying man up or don't be feminine or that that's always like stuck in my craw because I just want to be an adult. I want to be a responsible, mature adult. Right. Okay. So that's something I've stuck with in my life. And then my mom passed away, which I've talked about on this show right. and the house that I was raised in needed new water pipes. Like the whole house 
the water pipes needed to be redone. And you were a man and you did them all yourself. Nope. Oh. <laughs> I, that would be a good twist I of met this great plumber and this guy, Robert, came in and he explained for two hours what he was going to do with the house and how much it was going to cost and it was not cheap. And, and I trusted this person and it was like, I'm going to be in town for this finite amount of time and it all has to be done. And I, it all got done. And like things fell through the cracks, but they still stepped up. Yeah, and, right. and the last day he came to do an inspection. And just, I have to go off on a short caveat because in the middle of it, I said, can you do me a favor? I said, I'm a bit of a hippie. Okay. So if this offends you or you don't want to do it, that's fine. But I'm still going to ask. And he's like, yeah, ask. I said, can you, because he was crawling all under all parts of the house. I said, can you bring some sage and burn it I under all that. the corners of the house. And he was so into it. And he's I like, don't Absolutely. burn the wires while so you're at it. Yeah. Peter, and it's water, not electricity, but we're okay. Um, so, <laughs> come on, man, man up, Steve. Come, come on, on it's man. plumbing. It's not electrical. Anyway. Again, so I was into it. Though. In this I climate, was what it. was great was Peter and I were in the house with salty pretzel, and all of a sudden there was like smoke coming up through all the carpet because he was snuffing or whatever. You, what is it called? Snuffing? Is it snuffing? So he. He was he did it so anyway last point that at the end he is like you're done we had the inspection with the city you're done and i said to him i just have to tell you you were such a gentleman to break everything down with me like my grandfather would have done and my dad would have done and when my Aww. mom and dad got a divorce when i was a little boy a lot of people said to me you're now the man of the house you're the man of the house and it put this pressure on me okay. that i had to figure out fucking plumbing and electrical and arch i had to figure out everything but now i can pay another adult to do the job correct i burst into tears in front of this guy. So while I stand here and I turn to you and I say, it's not about masculine or feminine. It's not about manning up. I obviously had some scars that were completely yeah. cured by hiring the right person who heard me, by me being able to express that to him. Like no therapist could have gotten me there. Yeah. Where this so I random get your point plumber about got me. It was, it, it, it's adulting. It's... So if anyone out there has someone in their life telling them to man up, just put it aside. That's their ignorance and be like, oh, maybe they're just telling you to be more of an adult and you want to do that anyway. So do it anyway. Because like I said, like to your point, obviously I have issues because yeah. I literally started crying. I took a selfie with the plumber. I cried on his shoulder. Aww. He started crying. Peter started crying. I think Pretzel cried. I didn't understand what was happening. But it was so cathartic yeah as I, an end result i think that's what this article is alluding to is we need to be more empathetic to our gay past and many of us have so much trauma that we've washed over we put the rug over we haven't dealt with and in many ways we're that much more immature than our hetero living in a heteronormative society yeah dealing with these things and until you realize sometimes they don't come up until later on in life like this situation I remember when my father passed away my cousin said now you're going to just like what you said now you're going to be the man, man of the and house you got to take care yeah. of your mom I t actually took that to heart and I am still 
we talk every single day, almost every single day, my mom and I. And but I do have this responsibility towards her, but it wasn't manning up. It was not. adulting up. Because and, the last but it triggered me. It triggered me and it got me nervous. Like, uh, am I a man? I and don't the know. last thing your mother mean? wants is for you to be the man of the house. Right. Like, the last. She doesn't want that's that. That's inappropriate and weird. And Thank you don't you. want to do that. Good point. So, but the language that my only point was is don't triggering. Lose it. Yeah. My, my only point is there's a separation between the language and what's actually going on because words have weight they stick to the wall and they don't leave so you need to differentiate between the language of man up and just like wait don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. what's the intention that right what's the intention yeah. that language is really offensive but the message might still be something you need to hear in one way or another yeah i agree that like when you're when they that person asks you to man up to to your mother, like how condescending is that to your mother? She's an adult. Well, and if you know my mom, she would definitely say, "What? What are you talking about?" Like, no. That's actually ridiculous. If somebody would tell you that it's your responsibility to take care of your mother, you, you're, you're now the you're, man. You're now the man of the house thing and I'm like I don't even live and the truth in is, Northern is California they're just projecting onto you how much of a man they're not yeah but I had to like your point Lincoln is read through the lines and know that he was really coming from a good place on you just need to look after your mom You're and it wasn't and I had to get over mother. my like this article trauma of people telling me be like a man stop being girly don't do girl stuff don't play with Barbies. All that Don't trigger, the, all those trigger I, things boo. came up in my head. They are trigger moments, and they're real, and we can't ignore them. And I was holding on to my Donia Marie dolls, and probably Aww. holding my Donia Marie karaoke microphone when I was being told to man up. There's a difference. That's why you need to wait. Go wait. You don't get it. Yeah. You don't get who I am, and and then you have to. Draw it back to even what is the definition of a man? Yeah, in that. I, that's what, that's, that's what bull, actually yeah. what I was going to say because there's so so many facets to actually being a a man, and you can actually be a man by just being who you are and being accessible to your family and to all of your emotions, the myriad of your emotions. I think that's more of a man than if or you, a person. Exactly. How about a person? Well, thank you. And to yeah. end on a bright note, because everyone knows my mom passed away, she told me basically I beyond manned up i humaned up as a, a son to her and we had Come all through. the conversations before she passed of like that was bullshit this was bullshit you were brilliant like so in the keep having those conversations even with the people who tell you to man up try and keep having those conversations if you can well, speaking of pride and manning up, the original Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, my favorite, went viral with her Pride Month message. Actress and singer Linda Carter, by the way, singer, I saw her at Sony Plaza up on Upper in Hell's Kitchen. What's that mm -hmm. place called? Anyways, I saw her there recently, a couple years Radio ago. Musical? No, it's in Hell's Kitchen. It's at, at the Sony Music Hall. And she came in with a full-on band, and she could sing everything, twang and country and just... I think she was doing that before so, she was Wonder Woman. Yes, yeah, she's always been a singer. She's a triple threat in many wow. ways. Actress and singer now. Linda Carter has seen a tweet go viral, which she posted... On Pride Month, day June 1st, Carter, we all know, played Wonder Woman in the late 70s, which I was a huge addict of. 
quote, I didn't write Wonder Woman, but if you want to argue that she is somehow not queer or trans icon, then you're not paying attention, she said. Every time someone comes up to me and says that Wonder Woman helped them while they were closeted, it reminds me how special the role is. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Linda Carter is like, when I saw her recently perform, she's so sweet and loving, like (sighs) even sweeter than she, because she... The fashion in the 70s with Wonder Woman was just as equally as fabulous as her in the Wonder Woman suit. Yeah. And they chose, I watched this documentary on the making of it, and from the glasses that she wore as Diana Prince to the chinois, the up, it's uh-huh. a bun thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that yeah. she did to the fabulous fashion of the 70s was just spot on point. And, but in real life, she wasn't even, she's so much sweeter even than uh, Diana Prince is. She's, she's almost a great like icon. Yeah. super sweet and such an icon. Did you watch Wonder Woman, Lincoln? I did. You know what I want to ask you guys? Did you feel that vibe at all in the modern Wonder Woman? Not as much. Not as much, right? Yeah. Not as I, much. I, I feel they, 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 yeah. they doubled down on the, which by the way, I saw the first Wonder Woman with my mom. Okay. In a movie theater, and it it's was fabulous. such a great yeah. celebration of women, and my mom really loved it, and we really loved it. But I wanted like the humanizing. There was side a of colorful it. campiness of Wonder That's Woman that I've never say. really well, thought of as a gay a, thing, but maybe it is. But it's yeah, a question totally for Mister Superhero, comic book, comic book Man over here, Cody, because in back in that era, when they did Superman Sorry. or when they did. Batman, which was silly back in the day yeah, in the 60s, sure. silly. The band but the Wonder pound. Woman, she had a personality and she had a, a shtick about her that made you love her. Don't you feel, or I feel, that many of the new reiterations of comic book heroes lack that personality because they're so much on the effects. Yeah, and they really want to make it as gritty as possible, especially the it's DC gone very dark. Yeah, they yeah. try to make it as as gritty and as visceral as prop. But are they losing the personality? They are losing the campiness 100%. The campiness, not the personality, though. I think there's still a personality there. It's just not campy. To me, like Jessica Jones is my big thing. Love, love Jessica Jones fan. Well, Marvel is getting it it right. I think they're learning how how to balance the two. Yeah. But I think DC is really leaning into they they've had so much success with Batman that I think that they're really leaning into making things as dark and as realistic, quote unquote. Which is as so possible. funny because Batman to me is still the original Kim Basinger. Like Batman to me is Nipples? still Wait, yeah, what? like remember Kim Basinger <laughs> yeah. and Prince doing the song, and then we talked about this, and you guys like freaked out at me seeing at home with my we weren't in person when I was like <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer or bust and you guys no, were I like Michelle. no it's the new what's her name Zoe oh, Kravitz well, I love Zoe too I love Zoe how can you not but I'm a Halle Berry fan so I love Halle well she was probably the worst cat woman Don't no tell but I yes. love her <laughs> nothing was compared to Michelle you cannot Pfeiffer. bite your tongue like I'm you still do holding with, on to I my four hours Berry. I haven't watched the new one but Michelle but Pfeiffer 
Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. Come on. When she hit that damn neon with the high heel and it said hell hello here. there and it turned into hell here. Yeah. Oh my. But back to Manny. But I could watch her read a phone book. When she went over that ladder in Grease 2. <laughs> remember in Grease 2 when Michelle cool Pfeiffer, cool writer. Ladder. Why haven't they cool done that musical I on Broadway? Michelle. No, I love I Michelle Pfeiffer. I want the cast of Grease 2 second, to go down. Michelle Pfeiffer's up on my. We're going to bowl tonight. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. I love Grease 2 better than Grease 1. I don't like barbecue in this climate. Yeah, all of that. (laughs) In this climate, you have to. (laughs) All of it. When they do the luau and he gets off the boat, (laughs) I've never laughed so hard in my life. But back to to Wonder Woman and back to Manning Up. In my formative years, I watched the reruns of Wonder Woman. And me and my friend, yes, I did do Superman and all that. We, me and my best friend, uh-huh. we were gymnasts, so we could do flips off of couches uh, into the pool. We wanted to be Wonder Woman. We would do the whole turn, and yes. it gave us life. And so it really, I would go up to Linda Carter Tanner and probably have tears in my eyes as I'm almost walling up right now. And well, I would say, it? just like so many of them, thank you so much because you gave me the ability to be strong and proud of who I am. And I'm not a woman, but I related to Wonder Woman yeah. more than I related to Batman or Superman or Aquaman. Something about her, the way she played it, made me give gave me life yeah, that I still I hold today. You can watch it on HBO Max uh, promo for Wonder Woman. The oh, really? Old the one. original ones? All of the catalogs oh my God, on there. The, Put it on after DC you smoke some blunts, and you will be happy. Okay. Look, Drusil- so, yeah, all of it. Leomi. Uh, <laughs> Maldonado, uh, ballroom legend, she patterned herself after Wonder Woman. So I, I love that. And she is uh, an icon in the ballroom scene. And so cool. for anybody to say that Wonder Woman has not had an effect on the gay community, they are completely out of yeah, touch. I think, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And trans community. And Linda Carter. for I just 100%. Yeah. She oh, totally had everything to do with it. Yes. So love I it. love her. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Keeping the ball moving, or the balls in our case. Let's get into a recent episode of three, episode 375 when Lincoln and myself held down the fort and kept the audio rolling. This didn't make it into the final cut because we just had so much content, but it was equally good. We continued talking about finding the one and more. Here's more from Lincoln and myself from episode 375, brand new exclusive to you. And I turned 45. I said, I am no longer having a relationship the way I've been trying to have it. I keep putting a formula of the way I'm going to be with someone is A, B, C, and D. And if you don't see the formula, we're not going to work. And I kept forcing the formula on people and it wouldn't work. It kept being very frustrating, and aggravating. And I said, okay, so the problem is either the formula or the person that I'm picking to put the formula on, right? Because right. I, I had had a lot of, re- I'd never left someone for somebody, but I had like a three-year relationship, six months off, met someone else, tried the formula. Two years, it ended, oh, poor me, I'm never going to find anyone. Two months later, six months later, bam, 
this is the right person. Try the formula. Blew up in my face. And when I turned 45, I was like, no more. I just have to stop. And I went to Bear Week in Provincetown, and I went to Folsom, and I went to Dory Alley, and I spent a lot of time alone. And I, you know, made a lot of friends, and I had a lot of sex with a lot of different people and was like, nope, no relationships, no more, no more, no more. So let me ask you this question because I think this would be really helpful to so many people, including myself. When you talk about formula in our community, often formula is related. We just were talking earlier about the sexuality of pride. Many of us came out for the sexuality of it all. I remember I came out for the sexuality. People, I feel, made it all about you like this or you like that. And it was all about right. the sexuality. So we came out with a sexuality out of all the experience. And when you talk about that formula, how I can find a sexual moment with a lot of guys that I mean, I saw so much hot with mature guys having sex one guy this mature guy was having with a thick cock was having sex with this really big younger twink looking guy and i was so turned on i had to come back and jerk off because it was so hot but i think that it can skew what's what that can be that but it can skew what i'm really looking for oh, totally there is a lot, there is a huge difference between a sexual act with another person and understanding what you need in intimacy and what but how can that marry? Needs. How can that marry or does it marry? If you, are they separate? Are they, you know what I mean? Or do we share that with our partner that we ultimately connect with? Well, that's, th that is part, well, see, some people have never gone far down that road, right? right? Some people have not ever been to an IML or a Dory Alley or a, a back room at a circuit party and seen all of that behavior. And when, oh, like, part of yes. the thing, so part of that, that when I turned 45 to 50, I was full throttle and I don't need the formula. I don't need the boyfriend. I am just going to have a good time. And I had a great time. I had a great, 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 great time. I saw you out and about yeah, during and, that time. And there was, there, you know, no regrets, no nothing. And yeah, absolutely. I went to the Pines party by myself, living my best life. And I met someone early on in the party. And I had never really done this before, but he kind of became my party boyfriend. And I oh. introduced him to everyone at the Pines party. And he was from LA. He was very sexy. And we had a great time. And, blah, 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 and blah, for blah, the blah. most part, everyone assumed you two were like, an item for the for weekend. The, for the weekend, exactly. Or yes. for the night. You or, know? Right. Yeah. Sure. No, I get it. So I get it. At like four in the morning, he turned to me and he said, listen, let's go back to the house. It's nearby. Let's take off our costumes. Let's shower so we feel fresh. We'll do a new little party favor and come back and watch the sunrise oh, and I dance love it. and have a great time, right? So we go back to the, apart to the house and right as we unlock the door... The, you know how in Fire Island there's, just for some backstory, listeners, there's a little trail... <laughs> that you walk on to go from house to house. It's like a wooden 
peer uh, like a peer yeah what right? do you call that yeah right what's the word oh like a, um what do you call the oh shoot I'm, a doc um yeah but it's called it's yeah, like decking a like decking deck. wooden yeah. deck so dead, yeah. okay. but it so, goes throughout the whole yeah. tropical if you guys yeah. watch the, the the movie fire island on hulu you'll Which see is really good. Really did you watch really it good. yet I did watch it. it's really really it's good. so good so, so good so we went back to the house and the door to the house is on the middle of the deck and then you continue to walk the deck to get to the house well he turned the corner to the door took a step missed the deck and fell off the deck <gasps> Oh, and his no, ankle, I know exactly what you're talking right? about. He fell off two feet off the deck. His ankle blew up to the size of a basketball. Oh, no. Speaking and of ankle. So I picked him up and I put him in the house. I put his foot in the ice maker in the refrigerator. And I was oh, like, this point has to come down. And we weren't exactly sober. No, and of course. 4.45. And... Other housemates are still going to no come home and be, what right. the fuck? No one has come to, we're there alone. And then all of a sudden, his good friend came back early. And I'm like, oh my God, look what happened. And the guy's like, oh my God. And the person who was like my boyfriend of the night said, Stephen, I know that this was important to you. You gave Protein Bakery. Go back to the party. Go back to the party. And I'm like, like well, I salvage your, Like salvage your night. Salvage your night. And I said, okay. So he had friends there. I decided it was cool and I went back to the party and I just ran back. My right. hair was all curly. I was wearing a <laughs> shirt. Steven, nobody recognized me. I knew no one there. I just stood in a corner and kind of danced by myself. The sun came up. People who kind of knew me were already doing their own thing with the people right. that they had met all night. And I right. remember that loneliness oh. was so palpable. It was so in every fiber of who I was that I was like, I know what you're well, talking about. The meat rack is a long way away. And I guess I could try and get on an app and I can run into the ocean by myself. And one of my good friends was the stylist of the Go-Go Boys and he was oh. in the back of the stage, left alone. Everyone had left, and he was the one who had to pack up all the costumes. And I remember he came out, and we sat in the middle of an abandoned dance floor at the Pines, and we just talked about how truly alone we were. And wow. it was, again, I wasn't exactly sober, so I was going down this you know, idea in my mind and it helped me get to a place of like, I'm not going to find every single sexual act and every sexual thing that makes me hot in all one person. Like that is an unrealistic goal. The guys that you saw at Folsom and the doorman at the monster and, and all the, and the guy, yeah. and, if you try and put that all into one person, you're going to one drive that person crazy and you're going to drive them away from you because no one can be all that. But what I can do is find one person for us to have our adventures, take it in stride, listen to one another and smooth out the rough edges that I had obviously been a bit on a warpath on when I was single, 
the same warpath I was before trying to make a formula fit into a person. And that's what I think cracked open the space for me to meet Peter. And when I met Peter, I am not a juggler when it comes to dating. I cannot date more than one person. These people that do like three or four. yeah. Yeah. Like I had been out, I had seen someone twice and I had seen this other person twice and I ran into Peter on the street. And within one week, it was very evident to me, evident? It was very yeah. obvious to me that those other two people were not necessarily not. a match. And Peter was someone I wanted the conversation to continue with. And I have to say, part of the reason, you know, I, I, I think I've said this before on the show, Peter is a bit of a unicorn. Peter did not go he's to any lovely other parties. He was he's rainbow bright. He's not a backroom person. No. He, you know, Peter's tummy is very sensitive, so he was never big into the party favor thing. Or get but you're party. also very, you choose what you do. So you guys are, in that way, you're kind of similar. Yeah, I we think. are very similar. I'm just saying when it comes to experience, it's not like he turned yeah. to me in the middle of us dating and said, well... I'm going to Lazy Bear and Russian River so you can join me or not. Like, he's like, what the hell is Russian River? I don't know what Lazy Bear is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not his wheelhouse. So some people say you need to meet people in those environments so that that can be part of your relationship. So, Stephen, yeah. like if you met the someone at the Folsom that you hooked up with, then maybe that's part of your trajectory as a couple that those are the events you're going to do together. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful thing. That's things you have that are very similar. I have never fit into that mold. Well, the thing is the one that I connected with over this past weekend is somebody that was a friend of our co-host at not, I mean, which helps. We we had coffee. We had dinner together. Right. We changed together. We were taking showers. We were listening to music. And yes, we went to some of the festivities at Providence, Rhode Island. But one of the things that I think I bonded with him is such, I just like him. He's right. such a guy's guy. I don't know. And I thought I felt that. And my sister told me, as I was talking to her on the rooftop before we started the show, she said, it's funny because you said you looked at his pictures and you were like, no, I said, yes, I did. But I thought it was Jeremy's boyfriend. I said, Jeremy, who's this boy? He's, there was something about him. There was something about him that I could pick up on. Jeremy's like, no, no, we are just friends. Not that at all. And I went into that thinking, oh, okay, I'm not going to go down that road. But we ended up on that road, the road to connection. And, you know, who's to say what's to happen? Well, yeah, that's what I was just going to say to you. The only thing I'll say to you is slow down. No, I am absolutely. In He's your been brain, texting in your mind. Right, yes. Because the universe There's... has a million eyes and it's seen it all. Take a breath and take your time. Because that's, half, that's a big part of the beauty of it. You know, Peter Peter said, I love you very, not quickly, but fairly early on in our relationship. Earlier right? on, and then I would not maybe... say it back. I was adamant I would not did say it. Did that bother? It drove Peter? him fucking nuts. 
And <laughs> I have two things to say now, and I know we're going long. You're going to turn this into no, two shows. I, I, yes, feel like. I am. You can. I am. Yes. Be a part one and a part two. Um, two th- I just want to say two things quickly. One, I waited. And I waited because Peter was never in the backroom scene or the leather scene, or the, right? Like, but he, yes, he enjoys the, it. He the scene that you and I are yeah, the scene that we're in. And I took him to my favorite part of the rooftop of the Eagle around the corner on where Randy used to always be the corner bartender. Love Randy. Right? And you know that corner where you turn and you can lean against Honey, the bar. I know exactly. On the roof. That is where I told Peter I love him. <gasps> that is our I love you spot. That is so romantic so to me. Every time we go to the Eagle and we stand there, I turn to him and I go, remember? And he's like, yep. And I say, I love you. And that is our spot. So wow. why not play it out? Why not? It was like um, me asking Peter to marry me three years and five days after our first date on Christmas yeah. Day, hopefully on the on the Golden Gate Bridge. It ended up not being that because of the weather. But Palace <laughs> right. of Fine Arts Golden Gate Bridge will always be the experience of our engagement. So play it out. And the other point that I wanted to make to you is I think my fourth year of going to Bear Week in Provincetown I'm not going to remember his name, but there's this beautiful no, older man. No, we wouldn't want to say his name anyway. No, no, no. I, well, I'll refer, there's this beautiful older man with a gray beard who's a big flagging guy. Yes, so love the flagging community. Him, like he's, um, he has, he's a beautiful, just can't remember his name at the moment. Anyway, he does the flagging and I saw him at Bear Week and I was like, oh my God, I want to hang out with you. Can we have dinner? And he was seeing somebody else who was like, hey, you know, we'll get to know each other, but... You know, I just need to be careful. And I said, I understand that. And I, as the week went on, we were at the boat slip and he was right. doing the flagging thing. And I don't know, I, I said something like, you know, I really wish we had dinner this trip or something. I don't know. I said something and he said, you know what, Lincoln, I want to tell you something. See all the oh. guys here? They all kind of look the same. Right. They all like to be part of this community and be more similar in this community. You're wearing like an eye patch and knee high. You don't like to look <laughs> was like this the Ma- Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was this the Madam X era? No, no, like I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, okay, it got my, it. <laughs> it is my shtick. Like I like. Yeah, I right. Mean, you, I you're like, so stylish. I don't like to look like everybody else. Me as well. And That's why we love Madonna. To me, you can keep coming back to this event. But if you keep looking for someone that everyone wants to look the same, you're just going to keep getting frustrated. And it was so such the take an away, to me. So let's talk about the takeaway from that. Well, I, I, well, well, first of all, I think I came back and six months later I met Peter and he doesn't oh. look like anyone else either. And he I wasn't doing all of the and a lot of a lot of the, the is Peter speaking in the background. Yeah, he is. I think he's getting food or the neighbor. You know, oh, we have a neighbor it. that brings us um, that brings oh. us food once a week. She's eighty eight years old. Oh my she, god! Her name is Johanna. Oh my god! This is a whole other story. But listen, <laughs> tell to us, tell us. This is she, priceless. You've been in my apartment, Stephen. Yeah, I have. She it's used fabulous. To live in this apartment. And she raised five children in this apartment. 
What? Back when Chelsea was, you was know, like Whoopi lived in yeah. story world. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. And she raised five, I think five children in this apartment. And her son is my was my age, and he died at 41. Oh. And oh. when he died, she said, You you remind me of my son, you are now my son. I love you oh like my, my son. God. I'm going to take care of you. You are like my son. And like I said, she's 88, right? She makes the most beautiful Puerto Rican food. The like from oh. scratch. It is incredible. Hello. And here is the clincher. So she raised those children in this apartment in, we'll think, 80 years ago, right? Like 50 years ago? Yeah. So it was not in the 80s. She paid $87 a month for my apartment. Oh my God. Oh, we don't want to ask you. $87. Yeah. I do not pay $87. $87 fucking dollar. I know you don't. For my apartment. And she moved out <laughs> and then someone else moved in and they moved out. And now I've had this apartment for now. But she's part years. of the family now. Yeah. So when Peter, when we get Chinese food or whatever, we always get her some soup and we get her Aww. some food. I think that's what's happening on the other side. So I'm sorry about <laughs> Okay. That. That was a lot. Um, anyway, well, so the takeaway is, Stephen, t- pace yourself. Don't try yes. and put a formula on it. Don't look for the one. You and you have talked about the one throughout our years of knowing each other. And that whole concept is pressure-filled and expectation crazy. So just remember, everyone who steps into your life is the one, which I think is part of the reason these days you've been meditating on just making more connection. Thank you for but saying that, because that's what I was going to say. Everyone it's, really is. My life one. is changing with putting that intention out about connecting with everyone that I come in contact with. But the most important thing, and we can end on this note, you are the one. Yes. We are each each other's one. We came into this world, like I said, in a blinding flash of love and creativity. And in a very real way, everything we've added on since added on since is useless. Because we're gonna go out the same way that we came in. And your perception of the world is the only thing you can control. So ask for a miracle and only look for more love in your life. And then if this guy is the right guy, it will develop naturally. I love that, and I totally agree, and thank you for taking me have a reset, but I absolutely agree. It's the path that I'm currently on is experiences, and I set an intention of being in the moment and also connecting with those I come in contact with, and that means everybody. From the moment I open my door and I walk out the door, it's everybody. And here, you know what I'm talking about in New York City. We come in contact with so many people. And I, by just even setting that intention, my conversations have changed within the last year. They are beautiful conversations. And they are not that important, but they're beautiful conversations. But here's the caveat is it is parlaying into and setting a tone for somebody that believe it or not is a little bit shyer when I go out into larger scope, when I don't know what I'm walking, particularly in our gay community, it's setting a tone that you got this, Steve, 
you got it. And right. I am walking into this past weekend with Jeremy and friends. There was a lot of friends that I had to meet. And normally in the past, I would have been freaking out. I was open to it. I met all of them. They were all lovely. I was cute. I was Carrie Bradshaw. I was light, bright, and all those things that you want to be. That's great. I was, yeah. And I was, I liked, you know, ultimately it's my, how I, I was very happy with myself. Well, and that's good. That may sound crazy, but no, it was my reality. Well, it doesn't and, sound crazy, but it's also like, like we talked about before, the world is opening up again. And it's yes. not opening up to what it used to be. It's opening no. up what it is now and what it feels like now and what events are now. You know, part of the reason we haven't gone out a lot is I don't know what's out there. I don't know what's yeah. at a big nightclub anymore for me in my mental state right now. And if right. I try and make it into what it used to be, that's probably not going to work. It's not it's what not. it was. It's like, not and, what it was. So that's and why we like, don't, and we don't want it to be either. We don't want it to be either. And in a lot of ways, it wasn't anyway. You know what I mean? No. Even before the pandemic, things You're were correct. things are always evolving forward. And again, you need to be the most comfortable with yourself more than anything else. Because if, which is a full time job for anybody, everybody, you know. Well. This has been a very deeper conversation. One we do, by the way, we're doing it. a deeper conversation next week for our Patreon members. So you guys can go to tagspodcast.com for, excuse me, patreon.com forward slash tagspodcast and join it at the Virgin tier. But thank you, Lincoln. I thank think you. we need to do more of these deeper conversations just on the it. regular show. Yes. I love it. Well, I, I don't know how else to be. So I, <laughs> I'm just being myself and we will keep going from there. And I also love it when people have questions or call in about stuff, because as a community, we just need to keep rising up and reminding ourselves and each other, how beautiful we are just the way we are. You don't need to add anything else. Just be rise who you are. Up, Just rise, rise up, up with who you are. That's all that is necessary. Thank Truly. you, Lincoln. You can always follow Lincoln at Protein Bakery. Are you, are you doing anything for Pride? Um, yes. Well, we're having a little soiree at the Protein Bakery and the Thai what? restaurant next door. No, no, no. Oh, Just I'm coming. Open. Please do on Wednesday. Stop by, have a brownie, have a little pad thai from next door. It's it's more wow. like a neighborhood appreciation because our block has been through so much between the yes. pandemic and the construction and the firehouse and all that stuff. Glur, the, the Thai restaurant next to me, put it together. So that's this Wednesday. And then the bakery will be open 12 to 6 on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Saturday night, we're going to a rooftop party, which we're looking forward to. And then on Sunday, we're going to the pier dance, which is no longer on a pier. It's at Governor's <laughs> Island, and Kim Petras is performing. So I don't know what throat goat even is, but we're just going to go and listen to her sing it and have a good time because Peter loves her. I'm out, but it'll be fine. I love her. I love her as well. And follow him at Protein Bakery for all the festivities there or at Mad Lincoln. At yes. Mad Lincoln. Follow us at Tags Podcast as I will surely be out and about. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to see this singer. She's queer named 
Umi or Yumi. I'm not sure. She's half Japanese, half black. I love her. Cool. And I'm so excited to go to Brooklyn to start, kick off my Pride Week. I'm going by myself, but hey, that's the name of the game. And that's I'm beautiful. Excited. Yep. No doubt. Message us and tell us what you guys are doing. And in the meantime, continue for the love of God. Having <laughs> hot, <laughs> hot, gay, <laughs> sex. Just yes. be careful and take care of yourself. Everyone. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Well, I want to thank you guys for checking out this brand new episode 378. I hope you loved the exclusive content serving to you. Like I said, we are back with Tags Live this Wednesday. Whenever you have a question, you want advice, you can write into us, you can DM us at Tags Podcast or you can write into us just go to our website tagspodcast.com and you can get all the information all the shows links to tags live links links to special merch so on and so forth and i want to wish you all a great week ahead and in the meantime continue having hot gay sex